Hello everyone and welcome to Animation Nation. I am your host, Primetime here. Here with your latest news around animation and pop culture. Hopefully everyone is having a wonderful day no matter where around the world. Today is considered to be the first episode of season 4 of the podcast. Since this episode was the 100th episode of season 3. So this is season 4 of it. So just let you guys know about that. So without any further ado, let's get started with your daily news. Now, our first news of today comes from Space.com that the the hit animated show Futurama scores a fresh Hulu reboot with the original, vo- original vocal cast on board rocketing back into the, the airwaves. Variety announced this week that the cult sci-fi animated series Futurama will be resurrected once more on the Hulu streaming platform. Oh, along with the joyful news comes from the 20th Century Fox Television animation in Hulu Originals that is only going to be 20 episodes. Revival will be headed not by the original series creator Matt Groening and David X. Conan. Nearly all of the legacy vocal cast members have been signed on to the project like Billy West, Katie Sigal, Tress McNeil, Mar- um, Marcy LaRue, uh, Lauren Tom, Phil Lamar, and David Harmon. However, the one exception, and one that immediately ignites the internet eerie of the vote of Futurama fans, is John DiMaggio, who lent his golf voice to the to Bender, the robot, and many additional characters. Although he's currently attached to the ro- to the reboot series, creators and producers are crossing their fingers that that the and the equitable deal will be ironed out soon for DiMaggio's to replace his memorable character turned as a loud mouthed the loudmouth cigar smoking machine. Recasting the role is certainly possible, but unlikely the quirky adult animated series first arrived in nineteen ninety nine for the initial four seasons debut on Fox until the cancellation in two thousand three. However, the our comedy essential renewed the series in two thousand eight following the positive response for the reruns of Adara's um, rerun airing in Adult Swim program, programming block. The revival lasted for an additional three seasons. One of the crafted chopped up for four direct-to-video movies released on 2007-2009. Futurama has, was then put into rest in 2013 after a total of 140 episodes. Now we have an announcement that apparently the production of the, of the Futurama 20 episodes coming is starting this month and should be able to come out around next year of 2023. Now, first of all, <clears throat> I am excited for this, not going to lie, since I watched a few episodes of Futurama, I thought it was pretty good, honestly, it's a pretty good series, aside from The Simpsons, and and the other Netflix series, with Matt Groening created, but overall, it should be a good, it should be a good thing to know, to um, having this to be a revival, and I understand how people are angry about how how the voice cast won't have John DiMaggio to be, to be played as the iconic Bender. I'm also angry about that too as well because he, he is one of the most phenomenal characters with his voice. And I remember this one episode where he um he was also, he's also the voice of Jake the dog. And there was one episode where Bender was climbing on a like a like a 
like a castle. And once he's inside the castle, he sees like Jake the dog and Finn, like chained up. And Jake's like, "What time is it?" Then Finn was like, "Time for you to show up." And it's basically the same voice actor, voice acting two characters at the same time. He's basically he basically talks back to himself. <laughs> but it, but that's the thing we. We we if you gotta have the original voice cast. Actually, have the original voice cast, including him. I know Billy West is also a memorable one, but we still it doesn't allow him without John DiMaggio. He is one of the iconic people you should be able to hire. Yeah, I'm assuming he's not doing anything else as of right now. So it's a good thing that you should hire him. Honestly, I really recommend it. Also, ever since that happened, um, DiMaggio tweeted out about it. And he started a whole um trend called Bender Gate <laughs> to have his to have his role reclaimed. <laughs> I mean if you wanna join Bender Gate if you care about this character, by all means go on ahead. If you don't care, that's on you. So yeah, and that's the thing. I it doesn't matter what it is, just if you want to support it, go ahead, I do not mind. But yeah, I supported too, Bender Gate. Let's do this. Let's bring John DiMaggio back to his place as well of Bender because we'll have we don't want a, another replacement. I'm just saying, you can't beat the original. You can't beat the original. But yeah, twenty episodes. I think it's a good thing. Twenty episodes seems standard. Some people say they want more episodes, but but that might be like a first batch of episodes. So they're probably gonna be more. After they release 20 episodes, or maybe that might be just the standard, you just release 20 episodes and that's it. So, I don't really see um, hardly any complaints what I know so far, other than those. But I'm comfortable with it, honestly, so I'm comfortable seeing Futurama. And the point, well, the one thing I forgot to mention, um, about two months ago, or three months ago, when the time when Family Guy um, was off the air of Adult Swim, for those of you who don't know, um, a few months ago, um, Adult Swim decided to um, to stop airing Family Guy. I don't know why. It probably might be a deal with Disney since they bought out Fox, and Fox has the rights to the show. And they might put it on Freeform or whatever. So I'm assuming it's because of that. However, the, the thing is, it was that once after, the few days after they stopped airing Family Guy, we already got an announcement that Futurama's coming back and other reruns on Adult Swim. <laughs> after the... <laughs> because... <laughs> I thought that was an unexpected thing. <laughs> Since it was a, it was there on Adult Swim, but then they kind of like booted because it went to Comedy Central. And... um I guess they come back again. Like, hey, Family Guy's not going to be there. We might as well take the role again. So, kudos to that. Nice. Good job. Good job. We'll see Futurama's up and running again. So, yeah. You guys excited for this reboot? I highly recommend it, honestly, to look forward to this Futurama coming on Hulu. I'm pretty sure Hulu at this point is getting all the getting all the interesting reruns. Like, for example, the, the, the Animaniacs or... Yeah, the Animaniacs reboot, basically. They're getting all the reboots so far, so... They probably be... Hulu, at this point, is probably going to be the central of... Of reboots at this point. It's just face the facts. It's just going to be like that. 
That's the way I see it from this platform. Other than just like any other TV shows live, you can pay extra subscription with that. But yeah, are you guys excited? Can we? I'll give you guys more updates on that, on that show. If there's anything that's going on. Sorry about that, folks. Um, the here we got some like interesting distraction with my dog. So, yeah. So I have to um come back again, and record again, and hopefully this is able to um uh, tie it in with the previous recording. Yeah. So if you guys said Futurama, I'll keep you guys updated on that as well. So yeah, let's con- let's <laughs> let's continue. Now this one will be a mouthful. I'm gonna add two, um, two situations tied into one. I believe this one is really important. So, this one comes from the Cartoon Brew article, that um, that the Japanese lawmakers debate low wages in the anime industry. A, well, a member of the Japanese legislative embassy raised the issue of a cabinet committee. Meeting on the February fourth, that Hiroki Miyamoto, um, Haruyuki, I apologize if I can't pronounce the name wrong, um, Moriyama, mentioned that the wages of the art for the artist in their early twenties can be low as around one point one million yen, which is equivalent to nine thousand five hundred yen, annually, here in the U.S. Can you? Which he quoted by saying, "Can you live on that?" He asked. Now, Moriyama, a member of the center left. Constitutional Democratic Party of Japan started by saying that he's heard the, that wages for the animators in China can be, and I quote, an order to magnitude higher than in than in Japan. Artists who have went to work on Japanese productions end up having to join overseas shows on the side to make ends meet. He added, the cabinet speaker re- replied by citing. A 2019 report from the anime labor group known as the Genica, which states that the average salary had risen since 2015. He claimed that the wages in the industry appear to be above the national the national average, but acknowledging that those in their 20s and early 30s are paid below average. He also mentioned that the program of the of the Agency of Culture Affairs is implementing to help detrain anim- animation staff. The Constitutional Democratic Party of Japan posted a clip of the exchange on the Twitter. In the tweet, director of the Gen- uh, Janaki representative, Yashurio Irie, pointed out that the directors, producers, and the like of the factored into the average salaries cited that that by the speaker, income in between the million yen range applies to young in-betweeners and key animators, he wrote. Idiot added that the comparison with both with other industries isn't misguided itself, as average salaries in those industries are also calculated according to the full range of position in Janaki's 2019 report found that the mean the average yearly income for anime workers to be, and I quote, 4.41 million yen, which is equivalent to in the U.S. is $38,000. But this dropped around 1.5, I mean 1.55 million yen for those aged under 20 to 24, far below the national average, national um, average for that age group. The 
the issue for the pay and working conditions in the industry, especially for the younger staff, has gained pronounced in the recent years as anime booms in popularity worldwide and artists increasingly speak out about their criticisms or I mean, circumstances. The pouching of the Japanese animators by by um by by better paying Chinese companies has been noted to previous previously in Japanese media. Now as I'm reading this article as well, I want to compare this also as well as where that the also the animation industry here in the US as well is kind of struggling as well with other with um with our uh with uh, with with the animation writers getting not much pay than any other writers who are writing live of uh, writing live action mainly for the streaming services. So because because mostly they live in LA and they're struggling right now, we're still waiting for a new deal. So hopefully they're able to get the better pay raise and get better um better um, circumstances. So I'm here to say that because this also is another thing we're dealing with as well. So I support you guys no matter what hap- no matter what honestly. So. We need, we need equal pay here as well for animation as animation because we're there providing entertainment for you guys and we need to serve better since a lot of animation content being made during the pandemic since it's more easily be produced and having people live action just taking tests or whatever have like vaccine whatever aside from animation so yeah we need your support for that so we so basically I I understand how these um. It's understandable how the struggle it's the struggle of with the uh, with the Japanese artists and Japanese animators who are also struggling. At this point, this year should be the struggle for animation itself. And and the thing is is that animation is something unique, honestly. Now people might say, yeah, it's basic it's basically Drawings. Drawings moving. True. But it's a unique type of art and tells a story. And this is why I love animation so much. And people deserve equal pay for this, honestly, because you're drawing a lot of frames no matter what production you are. And it takes a lot of time and effort to draw like a few couple of, of uh, sequences to one second. It might take like a week or whatever. And it's it's not that easy, honestly. I mean, it's not that easy, but this is the job you love, because you're compassionate to it, honestly, and you deserve equal pay for all that stuff. We you deserve equal pay, honestly. These these animators have gone through all the training they have done. They've done everything else from coloring to to learning about in betweens, keyframes, as well as well as timing, and like squash and stretch, anticipation. All that stuff in order to make it through the business, they learned all that techniques in order to make to make something great, and that is why we deserve much better pay than anyone else in a live action show, especially the especially no matter what happens. And this is what the Japanese artists are struggling right now because it's there's, there's no equal pay over there in, in Japan when it comes to being an animator. A lot of these animators are are possibly already depressed. With hardly paying their mortgage, hardly paying their taxes, or whatever, whatever type of financial stuff they're paying when living in Japan or whatever, and this is we could I we could obviously seeing this. We obviously seeing many Japanese artists moving to other con or working on 
projects to with different countries because different countries pay them better than their homeland. Like, what the hell? It's, it's baffled to me to see that stuff. And it shows the grims of reality of the, in, the uh, entertainment industry, even with Japan itself. With obviously, like I mentioned before in this article, anime at this point is much more popular everywhere around the world, especially here in the U.S., like this, it's like there's no there's no joke where whenever someone young goes to Japan in the US, the first thing they're gonna think about is anime. They just think about the Japanese culture, but the thing the long time with it is anime. Let's be serious. And that's what brings that's what that's what it makes that's how Japan came to be, because without anime Japan, Japan wouldn't be like that. I mean, here's a story that I want to tell you guys. I've discovered, interestingly. Now, it may be a bit controversial, but it ties in within within the industry. It's of how it started within Japan. So, here's what I know. You guys correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I've been researched. So, um, um, so after, so basically after the um, the whole um. So after World War Two, when after you know the aftermath, of what happened with the, uh, with the U.S. dropping the, the bombs on the of the country of Japan, um, and after the whole turmoil happened, um, the country was obviously in a struggle and they were able to be rebuild itself, and the U.S. also obviously helping them rebuild their own culture. Now, there was one Japanese artist, who um. Uh, I forgot his name, but I know the one Japanese artist was able to um make small little comics, which is basically manga to day standards. But at the time, it was like little pictures. Who was able to deliver the to deliver within his community and, and around a few regions, countries of Japan, and it was able to, in order to make people smile, and it worked. People were buying his comics, and he slowly started giving a living to that to um that comic, and that origin what happened was to make everyone happy and in order to make this particular comic book series into a into a big anime production itself that comic was basically Astro Boy Astro Boy was able to um uh, to bring up people in J- people in Japan in order to make this to make people happy honestly and obviously the creator of Astro Boy was he was able to give details of how he was inspired. He was inspired by Disney. I remember that he mentioned that he was able to he saw Bambi a couple of times because he was amazed by how the sequence of animation it was on that film. And he created Astro Boy because obviously people in Japan were depressed during the aftermath of what happened in World War Two and their country. So after that happened, Astro Boy became a full fledged full-fledged anime at the time around the 1950s and 60s and with a, and then with Astro Boy it inspired other artists including Akira Toriyama Akira Toriyama the creator of Dragon Ball was loved Astro Boy as well and he was able to kind of like have this influence implemented to his own his own manga which is basically Dr. Slum and then years later it slowly implemented to Basically, Dragon Ball, and and then Dragon Ball became influenced to other anime and other anime and manga series. There's a lot of a, a lot of uh, manga artists were inspired 
based on Astro Boy, honestly. And and without Astro Boy and without well this well his creator doing this stuff, anime wouldn't be be as relevant as as it is today. Cause anime was able to like bring people back up and enjoy entertainment. And an anime at this point is the full face of Japan at this point. Especially Missy here in the in the Western countries. So I believe that um J- that Japanese animators should get equal pay for this stuff honestly. I know people I know a few people may say that oh, don't worry. They they don't need that stuff. They could just like they could just they could just live without us. They're they're anim they're anime. They, they or not their anime. Like they they make anime. They should get they should get more notoriety and all that stuff or whatever. But guess what? That's not that's not that's not gonna happen. Honestly, even if they get notoriety, you're still gonna get paid less and less with the big anime productions they're doing. And that's why they want to do overseas stuff. And I'm glad this is um being talked to not just for in Japan but also around the world. She in the U.S. Because I'm pretty sure, at this point, I know th- I know this is a joke where people keep saying, um, uh, saying that oh gamers are oppressed. No, but like we kind of are honestly with the news media. I'm just saying, but but yeah, but this time this year we're seeing is now that animators are getting oppressed by this point with the industry itself. They're getting no equal pay and hardly paying with our mortgages and paying with our houses and such. So yeah. Yeah, so I get to say, so I know it's cringy, but I get to say this. Animators are being oppressed. We are being less paid. We are literally means to fight. Animators rise up. Rise up from the ashes. Okay, I'm just I'm just saying because of that. But, but overall, let's get back to the serious topic. Yeah, we, we really need equal pay when it comes to animation. Because animation brings everyone together. No matter if you're young or old, it brings a smile to everyone's face. It brings a cry to everyone's face. It brings them enjoyment. Because animation itself brings emotion out of out of everyone, honestly. It comes to telling a story. And that what makes animation so unique. No matter if it's 2D or 3D, any software. Would, if you're able to make someone cry or feel em- or to go through like emotional through those sequences of what you provided, then you did it. You did it with your animation. With your own project. You did it. You know what makes animation so unique? And and I believe these people are being un untreated because of that stuff. Because because at this point, the industry is treating itself, mostly the higher-ups, treating it as a, um, oh, just, just, just a standard cartoon and, and whatever. We just have to focus on the real big stuff, the real stuff, you know, the live-action ones, the movies and whatever. Nah. 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 No, at this point. At this point, no. We, at this point, this is not just, the, not just stuff anymore. I mean, at this point, we might as well go on a strike at this point. I'm pretty sure we're on a verge on a strike. I don't know if Japanese animators are allowed to do that, but if they're able to do a strike or whatever, then go ahead. But it's it's all on them, honestly. It's all on them. But I just have a theory that if this thing still keeps going within the with Japanese animators, I'm pretty sure they're all just gonna see 
enemy in Japan, like as a, as a, um, uh, what do you call it, a virtue? What do you call it, a virtue? Like, uh, like a taboo. When it comes to working in the in the anime industry, not watching, but like working in it, you might as well just see it as taboo as, you know, like you know what. I'm going to be an animator, but I'm not going to work with my own country. I'm just going to work with someone else. Because, I mean, another country. Because at this point, this country is not paying paying my career as fairly amount. I might as well go go somewhere else or whatever. I mean, great. Because, look, at this point in time, at this point, animators are getting hired from other states and other countries. Thanks to the internet. And I'm pretty sure they're able to get easily get hired from other from other production companies, no matter what it is, whether it's Cartoon Network, Crunchyroll, Toonami, Warner Bros, Paramount, Disney, Hulu, even Netflix at this point. Even Netflix hired hired the Japanese animators as well to create content with create content on their platform, even though they're gonna sign a deal, but they gotta pay them equally in just like they did in Japan. And we're still boycotting this stuff, but still, we're a bit in the right direction. We just had to fix a few iffy stuff on that, on that, on that thing. Honestly, what they did, but, but yeah, they deserve equal pay. They deserve anything else, and they just, they're just gonna, they're just gonna move to other countries. Then next thing you know, Japan is gonna is gonna hardly have any animators, because mostly their animators are just busy working with other people from other countries. It may seem like it's a meh, but it might be a possibility. I'm just ta- I'm just basically having a theory at this point. Far fetched, but it may can be be a possibility. Honestly, I'm just saying. And here's another virtue thing that I, that what I think I also seen because of that. Now I know there's no secret when it comes to the industry being uh a um, very competitive thing. It's no secret that the industry is very competitive. Sometimes you gotta have animators better than you. You probably have to deal with other people who are basically have more clean animation than than you or clean artistry and all that stuff. Honestly, better than you. And uh, and uh, and that might that might also cause the competition facing with overseas overseas artists from around the world. Competing against you, that might be also another problem that might be facing when it comes to this situation within within Japan's equal pay with two animators. It might have to do with a competition with another animator in Japan, and that might be a bit difficult or not. I don't know. It probably might be a bit difficult to probably have like more experience than you or whatever. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Not just Japan. Probably might another person from another country might be much better better what you have honestly, and that might cause a big problem. Within the industry, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure at this point we're going slowly get into like some type of bubble. And I know this bubble might might burst one day, and I'm pretty sure the bubble is still inflating, inflating as time goes on within the industry. And it looks pretty scary. It does look pretty scary. I'm telling you. I'm telling you now that it looks really scary, and hopefully, I'm pretty sure it's gonna pop at some point. And I really recommend you guys to bring this situation to light when it comes to animation in general. That we're, the animation, I mean, animators in general, are being are being treated less fair 
in the industry around the world. And we deserve we deserve better than what we are treated as of right now with with less pay. And that's just how it is, honestly. And that's what I'm willing to stagnate and willing to like to like throw throw my two cents and everything else. I'm when you support them, I really encourage you guys to support the Japanese animators as well as the animators over here as well. Because right now, I guess I could say this at this point, animators are being oppressed at this point. So I recommend you guys support us, please, at this much point. If you love animation, if you love cartoons, no matter what, it comes to, it comes to Western cartoons, when it comes to anime in general, support us in any other way, honestly. By, by um, mention to your friends, mention to your family, mention to your coworkers. Maybe coworkers if they didn't or not, or at least retweet, go tweet the articles of when it comes to like when it comes to animators being treated unfairly because it's happening right now. I recommend doing that as well. Donate if they have if they able to donate something, give like a, like your spare change or whatever. I recommend that too. Support as much as possible because this because if this thing keeps going, the bubble's gonna burst. If the bubble's gonna burst. It's gonna cause a whole catastrophe within the in, within the industry. Now, no one's not gonna work there anymore because of how crappy it is, of his lifestyle and payment. Honestly, with whatever they get from making their latest work. But overall, I really recommend it to support us as much as possible. Honestly, and 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 please, when it comes to like like. Big anime movies, blockbusters, and they still getting paid unfairly is just insane. I'm pretty sure the portion of that month of that money they're making is going to the studio itself, like the CEO or his big CEO or his like the production company instead of their own hardworking animators, directors, and sound artists and whatever. Getting like the few spare chains and, and scraps to be able to put them out them honestly. It is it is unfair. I mean you deserve to call this out honestly. Honestly. So I know ranting along enough, but I believe this deserves a daylight. This is this is a year that I get to say that animators are being oppressed. It sounds cringy. I understand what it, I understand what you're saying. I understand that I'm sounding like some some person on the internet saying we're being oppressed or whatever. But at this point, we 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 kind of are at this point. Honestly, we're getting unfair treatment or whatever. So I'm pretty sure at this point, yeah, we are being oppressed and we need we need um we need some support. Honestly, not financial support. <laughs> need your financial support again. <laughs> If they able to have donations, but yeah, we're being oppressed, kind of like gamers, but financially, honestly. So yeah, we need. So please, I recommend it. I recommend to support us any other way. Retweet, retweet any news article that contains animation itself, and it shows support no matter what, honestly. Because, well, animation, where's, where's the happiness at this point? Now, our last episode, for, our last story for today comes from the the um, game Informer dot com. 
the upcoming game announcements from the upcoming Nintendo Direct are among the most exciting times for Nintendo fans. We are lucky to enough to get first one of our 2002 or 20, 2022 this week. As very news heavily episodes of all things Nintendo, here are the list of titles that have been announced coming to the Nintendo Switch. So I'm just gonna name the each titles off for you guys so what have come have been released. So what we have so far has been released is or announcement. Sorry about that. What has been announced is Super Mario Super Mario Advance 2, Super Mario World and Mario Anniversary. Wait, wait, Super Mario. Hold on one second. Okay, here it is. Sorry about that. sorry about that. Wrong lists. So here is one. Okay, so basically here are the um lists been 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 um been released in Nintendo in the Nintendo Direct so far. So Super Mario Advance Super Mario Advance Two Super Mario World Anniversary Mario Kart sixty four Anniversary Sonic Adventure Two Battle Battle Anniversary we play anniversary Pokemon Legends Arceus sales number number slash mystery gifts Pokemon Go Valentine's Day event the Team NT Shredder's Revenge character reveal Octopath Traveler Champions of the Content now this, now that's the pre stuff that been has been with the Nintendo Direct now when the Nintendo Direct started they released they released the main titles but basically what has been has been like upcoming titles basically is. Fire Emblem Warriors of Three Hopes, Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, No Man's Sky for the Nintendo Switch, Mario Stickers Battle Battle League, Splatoon 3 The Mission Remakes, Disney Speedstorm, Star Wars of Forces Unleashed for Nintendo Switch, Assassin's Creed The Ezio Collection for Nintendo Switch, SD Gundam Battle Alliance, Chrono Cross The Radical Dreamers, Kirby The Forgotten Land, MLB The Show 22, Colonial, um, Colonoa, Colonoa, Fantasy Reverse Series, Portal, the Portal Companion Collection, coming to Nintendo Switch, Live A Live, Nintendo Switch Sports, which is their own version of Nintendo Wii, Wii Sports, Takono Tasumji Rhythm Festival, Triangle Strategy Demo, Cuphead, the delicious last course with DLC, Retroid Dread title update, the Earthbound game is coming to Nintendo Switch online catalogs, third party games, third party games, um, Sizzle Real Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass DLC, Exceedably Chronicles 3, the eShop Gem of the Week into Breach, Kit and Crest and Crystal um, podcast announcement, as well as Mario Strikers Battle. This is that's basically the new upcoming Mario Strikers battles coming up so far, which everyone was excited about that, as well as the upcoming Kingdom Hearts game coming to Nintendo Switch for cloud gaming. Now, for me, I'm excited for those games. I really am. I can't wait to um to play any of those games. Battle Strikers was Battle Strikers caught me off guard. I haven't played the game. I've seen the gameplay. I like the gameplay. Soccer, but more ruthless. <laughs> and I love it. And I appreciate this. This is a smart move for Nintendo, honestly. Like, I know the past few months, Nintendo's getting a lot of backlash with the things they do, like, like, um, like, uh, raising the price for their, with their crappy, um, 
expansion pack online services or when it comes to like taking down YouTube videos that have copyrighted material that they own which is pretty crappy as well but this 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 until directly just releases actually pretty good honestly I'm really excited for Mario Strikers I know there's like a dedicated community for that and it looks pretty good honestly I, I really like I really liking it as well as the whole Nintendo Wii I mean, the, the Nintendo Switch Sports, no version of the Wii Sports, Wii Sports. Um, I know the only complaint we have so far with that is just the, uh, where's the Miis? Where's the Miis? You can't put the Miis in, in the game? You only put like this, like, weird, awkward characters to implement? I mean, I don't see the point of that. It, it was great to add the Miis back, back in the game, honestly, and... We need that, and they got rid of boxing. People complained that the boxing mode that was on the Wii is not in the Nintendo Switch version of, of Wii Sports. So, what the heck was that? Honestly, everything else seems good, but doing that boxing? Really? Come on, that makes, that makes the game more fun. I th honestly, I thought I was the only one who got excited for that because of nostalgia, but I'm glad everyone was excited for that, honestly. And it's, it's, it's great. It's great that people love I love remembering the Wii Sports. Hey, Nintendo, if you, if you listen to this, think of adding Wii Sports Resort to the Nintendo Switch as well. I love that so much than just Wii Sports, I'm just saying. Also, if you please invent the, 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 t the titular um, uh, menu for Nintendo Sports, especially when you're playing ball, um, bowling. So, I like that. I like that, honestly. No, aside from that, Splatoon 3 looks pretty interesting with his own, like, um, with his own, like, survival, little survival mode where you have to, like, battle these, like, these upcoming fish coming up from the sea, just throwing ink, and you have to splatter the ink and destroy those enemies before they take over the, um, your area covered in ink. And have this, this little, like, this little structure they brought down, and you have to take down the inks in order to take down the structure. And it seems interesting, honestly. I really... I really got the implemented that strategy within Splat within Splatoon. I haven't played any Splatoon titles. I saved a few gameplays of it. It looks pretty fun. May take a crack at it. So that's something to get excited about. Now the thing I'm really, really happy that they did for in Nintendo Direct was bringing the Earthbound title within the Switch because I know many fans of Earthbound series have been waiting for this day. Me too, because I wanted to play that game because I love the story, I love the game mechanics of the game, and I'm really glad they implemented the game on the Switch. And now I'm able to play that game, and I really have a blast playing it. I recommend playing Earthbound. Not the original one. The original one if you want to play the original one, go ahead. But if you want to play the, uh, the, up, the bit more like the updated um, graphics during the time of Earthbound, is worth playing honestly. I'm really glad they implement that. You, they just made my day. They just made my day honestly. And I the new Kirby game. I haven't seen a Kirby game for quite a while honestly, and I'm glad they had the guy they made that move on made that move. And having Kirby exploring this like vacant um abandoned city, and having you form into like like Monday Monday products like a vending machine, a crane. Uh, a car. It just seems interesting. 
and just really put Kirby into that scenario. And I'm, I'm really, really intrigued of exploring that type of exploration of what Kirby is going into with this, like, vacant city. It's just really interesting, honestly. And just don't forget the, um, what people are kind of complaining is the whole, um, Barry Card Deluxe Course Pass DLC. Because <clears throat> the DLC costs 24 bucks, but you could get it automatically if you paid the expansion pass, so you don't have to pay any additional costs. That was kind of the problem with that, because at this point, Mario Kart 8 has been there since, since, with, since with the Wii U, honestly. And we need... People are sick and tired of it. We need a, a Mario Kart 9. Or Mario Kart... Yeah, Mario Kart 9, honestly. And having this game still there is just... Eh, we need, we need more. We need another title, honestly. You can't just, like, implement more and more DLC DLC cards. You just wait, like, oh, you have to wait until like, at the end of 2023 to get the full thing. As we keep sending you DLCs each month of the year to give you, the, to, to give you like, this... This piece, this this one map you wanted from the Nintendo Nintendo sixty four era or the Wii era, but please no 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 no. I'm pretty sure people want another Mario Kart at this point. So sticking to this one, I'm pretty sure it's already covered in dust, and since people played it when it first came out on the Switch, so yeah, we need another Mario Kart honestly, and. And the expansion pass. The price for me seems a bit reasonable, but the, the content they're going to release for each 40 maps seems a bit slow, in my point, honestly. It seems a bit slow, and I'm pretty sure hopefully they're able to implement more details to that. Because they need to fix that type of pacing, honestly. Now, a lot of people are also excited for Xenoblade Chronicles 3, as the story goes. I haven't played Xenoblade Chronicles. Maybe I'll play it, or maybe I'll not. It doesn't seem really intrigue me. Playing it, so does Fire Emblem, doesn't seem to achieve me as well. But if people are excited for that, go ahead. If you're excited for those titles, good good for you, honestly. I'm really proud you're excited for those titles. Now, another thing that kind of hooks me up with the C is the Assassin's Creed Itzio collection. Because I love the Assassin's Creed series, especially with Itzio. So, having to see him on my little Nintendo Switch with updated graphics, I'm already hooked up. I'm really glad that you're going to do that. Now the thing again what complains about the um another game was basically a remake of the uh implementation of Star Wars the Force Unleashed. They gotta get they gotta release a game from the Wii version. Because motion motion controllers with the Wii compares to the motion controllers with the Nintendo Switch. I understand the graphics are kinda of crappy on the Switch, but what can you do? Honestly, what can you do? It's Nintendo, they just gotta do something those like that, honestly, with their titles. And the remakes. Is basically how it is. Now, I wasn't expecting a Disney Storm or Disney's their own um, racing game. It looks interesting, honestly. Maybe I'll pick up the game a game or two. I have to watch the gameplay to see how it is. But it just intrigues me to see how the style it is on that game, honestly. And I might take a crack at it if we get the chance, honestly. Now, the thing that people brought up was um, the unexpected, um, unnecessary MLB show 2022. Yeah, you guys are going to release a baseball game. I'm pretty sure 
gamers who play Nintendo hardly even play baseball. Or um, by but but not baseball like a baseball video game. Unless they have like the Nick two the Nick two's animal being that's pretty fun, but overall the standard baseball game. I don't know. It's kind of lackluster. I know they're trying to hype it up with that, having a few representatives of Nintendo, just as MLB, MLB uniforms. It's like, mm, yeah, it's cute and all, but it doesn't really catch my eye, honestly. Just a standard MLB, MLB game title, honestly, and just eh, whatever, I guess. But good for you guys. Good for you guys overall. And bringing that portal was interesting. Since Portal's been there since 2007. And bringing it back to the Switch? Mm, I guess. Honestly. And I'm glad they're able to, like, reference... They're able to brought up the Cuphead Delicious Last Course. Because we know we're waiting for that as well. So I can't wait to get that. And even though I haven't completed the game. Because the game's so freaking hard to complete. If you guys see another game that hard. Well, guess what? The game is really hard. To the point where I see many other streamers... Smashing the controllers to try to pass with this one boss. No matter what bosses you're you're completing, they're all really hard. I'm telling you this, it's not easy. It's not easy, especially if you're trying to speedrun the game. No, that's not possible, buddy. You have to defeat these bosses, and they're all really hard, honestly. And it, it kind of feels like it's almost unfair, but I'm pretty sure you made a few mistakes one and two, honestly. And depending on what the power-ups you're using when it comes to defeating those bosses. But yeah, but overall, no matter what games I'm just referencing right now at this point, or pulling out of my ass or whatever, um, at this point, they all seem pretty good. Honestly, I'm excited for for these titles, these remakes, and whatever, overall. Oh, yeah, sorry about that, folks. Um, some people needed my help, so I have to come back and do another record, honestly, and add it to the episode. But overall, yeah. <clears throat> Back to the Nintendo products, um, Nintendo upcoming titles. I'm really excited for it. I can't wait. I'm pretty sure Nintendo, Nintendo actually pulled it off with this today's this year's direct. Some people might disagree, but overall, the majority of people actually kind of were were basically enjoyed with this direct, honestly. And I'm glad that they came to be at the end of the day. And keep up the good work, Nintendo. Hopefully, it won't do anything anything kind of suspicious on your end when it comes to like. Do other things cheating your fans as if, as if they're like your enemy or whatever. And because at this point what they're doing is the titles are great, just like just keep cheating your fans as crap. I'm just, I'm trying to say this, but I'm pretty that's the truth honestly. And and I'm, I'm hopefully they're able to I don't know, I doubt they're gonna learn their lesson from that, but and they're listening to this. Don't don't cheat us like crap. We love the titles you've been bringing us, but just don't just just stop. Just, just stop with the strict regulations and whatever. We're just, we're just gamers having fun with your products, and and we just want the best of the best of this community and as well as your your company. So, just take it easy. Just take it easy for once, honestly. We just love your, we love your stuff, honestly. Just take it easy for once, Nintendo, please. Now, that's it for today's news, everyone. Hopefully, you like today's today's um. For these segments we love you so far, we provided you as well. Make sure you guys follow our official Twitter account, Animation Addy Ten. Official Twitter account is Animation Addy Ten again. For more updates over there as well. I actually do this podcast on Thursdays, around Saturday and Sundays, depending on how much 
news we got so far throughout the week. So also I'd like to promote as well as my my uh, other side podcast I've been doing with a couple of friends of mine called the Pogs Cast. We've been getting a lot of listeners over there as well. It's called the Pogs Cast. Available available the same platform as you're listening on this podcast as well. As well. So hopefully you get to hear us over there as well on the Pogs Cast. Basically Pogs is in Pogger, so it's basically just called the Pogs Cast. So you see like a little anime girl on the um Make like a memeable face on the profile. So if you see that, then it's basically us on the podcast. We just made, he just made an episode around Thursday. So, so hopefully you guys hear that as well. So this is Animation Nation. I'm your host, Primetime here. Hopefully get to see you guys next week, depending on if we got more news throughout the upcoming week. So have a wonderful day and stay safe. Goodbye. Make sure you guys listen to our other podcast.